You know what I jammed to today? What? Because <laughs> you pick cat hair off of your microphone. <laughs> What'd you jam to? I jammed to first the Frozen soundtrack. Okay. Next, the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack. Oh, girl. Next, the Little Mermaid soundtrack. You had a full day. I did. And uh, the Little Mermaid soundtrack has all kinds of songs I never heard before. Like instrumentals? No. Like full ass songs. Like, I think one of them is over the credits, but like the end of the credits. Because like, it sounded familiar to me. It was like Sebastian singing, uh, like, how you can do it. I don't know. Do it. No, like, no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I wasn't listening that close. Uh. And then I was also vacuuming, so I wasn't paying too close attention. But then there was definitely a song that I was like, damn, this this one's popping and it felt like very musical theater. And then I realized I recognized it. It was from the second little mermaid, oh. which is a horrible movie. I'm sure. So bad. Yeah, I bet it's uh, like so bad. The first time I saw it was with Sophie, oh. our friend Holly's daughter. When I was playing dance mom and I spent the night, oh. we watched it together and even she, I think at the time she was probably 12 or 13. Yeah. Um, even she was like, this sucks. And I was <laughs> like, this is a truly terrible movie. But the songs were really great. Really? Uh-huh. There was a whole song about Ariel introducing her daughter to the sea. It was like a big, Aww. yay, it's the day where all the sea people and the land people like hang out, you know? <laughs> and surf and turf yeah exactly it was a pretty good song but that what is i not a good movie the things i remember about the movie are, first of all this is unacceptable flounder was a dad i don't I'm know sorry. why that's wrong but it's wrong because uh, flounder's gay oh that well i always thought well, maybe he's a dad with a man yeah i don't remember this is what we do on this podcast we just write everyone as gay yeah they just should be yeah it's just it's better. It's been too long yeah. with a bunch of straight people. Barring. Flounder. Okay. A, Flounder either seemed to me to be a a homosexual okay. fish. Yeah. Or a child fish. Yeah. He well, sounds very young. Oh, was, but and, in the sequel, mm-hmm. they all grow up. I guess Ariel has a daughter. That's like the whole point. And he's, oh, they yeah. definitely dropped his voice. I'll really? give them that. <laughs> he was like, Ariel, it's me, Flounder. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable with him being a dad. Yeah, I, just, I didn't like it either. Natural to me. I didn't like it either. That is so funny. What And does Sebastian age out at all? No. Or is he just still ageless old Sebastian? Still Sebastian. I think they had those original voices. And then they just, but they introduced too many new characters. There was like oh. a polar bear and a penguin because there what? was like a whole, I know, they went from the Mediterranean to like the Arctic or something. And then there's <laughs> Ursula's sister. Oh boy. Who is super skinny. Oh. This has made a huge impact on me. Yeah, this is interesting. I almost feel like I now need to watch it because now I'm curious. Let's and do I it. love watching terrible things. Yeah, let's so do it. Let's do that. Okay, great. I like it. That'll be uh, the next episode of Banshees and Booze. A paranormal podcast. With a shot of liquid courage. And you tried to set me up for that earlier and I ignored it. No, I didn't. Oh, you said something like, you were like, that's what we do on this podcast. And Oops. I was like, <laughs> sounds like a great setup. It did. I and was I was not like, not setting you up at all. I will not be deterred from complaining about the sequel to The Little Mermaid. Well, that's just that's just our cold open. <laughs> it has nothing to do with nothing. Tammy's even got her crustacean socks on again. I do. This fish, cra- that fish cray. Yeah. And mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. still never got my crawfish. I did. I you literally, did. I went straight there. I remember that. Yep. I'm but we went to Red Lobster. Oh, good. That a few weeks ago and my stomach was destroyed. Oh, no. It was just, I think that I'm used to eating healthier okay cleaner foods okay. so i overdid it i admit it sure. i ordered like a seafood platter mm-hmm. all to myself ate a lot of those biscuits had a lot of beer sure. and i was like well that's it for me goodbye death by <laughs> bad seafood you know what i'll take it <laughs> i got all the fried shit you know because mm-hmm. i'm just like when in rome sure when in rome when in red lobster when in red lobster uh yeah i feel you i've been i've been a little good lately 
Mostly I've been trying this new diet called don't be a fucking idiot. You fucking idiot. You know better. Oh, like, that's just a good diet. Be, just be vaguely reasonable most yeah. of the time and go to the gym. That's a great diet. Yeah. You know why? Because it's sustainable for your whole life. I mean, almost. Yes, almost. That's my philosophy now, too, is like eat when you're hungry mm-hmm. and stop when you're full. Yep. Make good choices mm-hmm. and exercise. It's hard, but I know it sounds so easy. It sounds so easy. Yeah, it's rough. Like with my work schedule, basically, if I go to the gym, it means I do two things. I go to work and I go to the gym. Yeah. And that's it. And by the time you're home, it's like 9 p.m. Yeah, it was 930 when I got home the other day. And then it's like, OK, now I got to eat and get immediately into bed. Yes. But, you know, what do I, what what else am I doing? <laughs> I know. It's so hard. Those that work schedule, though. Yeah. You've yeah. got long, long work days. We do. Yeah. Yeah, startup life, man, 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 man. That's okay because one of these days, this podcast is going to be the only job we. Yeah, have. that's right. I can't wait to put in my resignation and be like, because I'm podcasting full time, and they'll all be like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> well, we're going to have that tie-in coffee table book. Oh yeah, Banshees and Booze, the book, uh-huh. and it's going to have on every page what a recipe and then a ghost story, yeah. all based off of our actual podcast we might actually consult a mixologist so we're not poisoning everybody yeah all the maybe time. we don't recruit like share recipes for the really shitty ones that we've done yeah that's probably a good idea <laughs> i think once we get to episode 100 we'll be pretty good yeah you know oh yeah and we'll have to replace all of the wine and beer drinks with like an actual drink because you know we cheated a lot we'll, t- we'll talk oh, we'll talk about it later speaking of wine oh speaking of wine <laughs> speaking uh, of creative cocktails is- and mixology hey i think this is kind of creative so no, I don't. Um, <laughs> I'm just able to justify this. Let's justify it. Oh, so, I didn't turn off the fan. This is my... Oh, sure. I don't think you can hear it, but okay. whatever you want. Should I? I feel good with the fan on. Okay, we'll keep it on. I mean, we recorded in a car, car? Yes, last week. That's so. true. That this is, is true. Yeah. So speaking of wine, uh, this episode, we are exploring haunted apartments. Oh, my God. And we're recording in an apartment. No. What were we it's thinking? Haunted. It's not haunted. We decided it's not haunted. Yeah. Um, so you know how an apartment is like a stepping stone for some people. It's not quite a house. You're almost there. Um, you're you're getting there. You you know, you're you're watching your costs. Um so uh Saving we're having for that down payment. Yeah. So we're having um wine out of a can. Yes. But we're putting it in glassware because you gotta you got to, vi- you know, visualize it. Yes. Yes. I'm loving this mm-hmm. thing. See how much I'm contributing? Yep. I'm just watching you like sit there. there I'm getting a lot of with- nodding and <laughs> I feel encouraged. I, I'm sorry. I'm not being helpful. I'm like, no. yes, yes, well, yes, that's yes. That's all I need. That's truly um, yes. the most support I need at this you point so while great. I pull and this. I did a terrible job no. like contributing. I'm so sorry. No, look. It's... I'm just looking at the wine like, now can I drink it? Yeah, we're can aspirational. Drink Let's drink this wine. Let's drink this haunted apartment wine. Ooh. You know, this is my first canned wine. Really? It's really good. Um, not me. <laughs> <laughs> that I know. This is Tammy's leftover canned wine. Uh-huh. I got That's my hair done good. last night, so I supplied the party to the salon. I got my hair done, and I did not supply a party. I think you paid a lot more for your hair than I did, though. I so. paid a lot. He is the one that supplies. Like He, the, he does keep champagne and beer and mm-hmm. wine in his little fridge, but I got my hair done from 1145 to oh, yeah. 245. Mine so was, was not, 630 like, on a Friday, and I was like, hello, ladies. Oh, that's so <laughs> Fun. Yeah, I'm glad fun. you found someone you love too. That's I so do. Important. I like her so much, and she like listens to me and doesn't, you know. Yeah, she's like, "What do you want?" But also will give me opinions. So, see, I do the opposite. I just tell Ricardo, "I'm like, whatever you feel like doing," because mm-hmm. I've been keeping mine all one tone brunette. Because once I got back into like background work again, yeah, and acting, I'm, I was like, you know, I book a lot of period period stuff because mm-hmm. I I tend to do. I fit vintage really well, and I mm-hmm. always tend to book freaking 40s and 50s late yeah. women, which yeah. I love. Sure. As soon as I was like, let's just keep it one tone brunette because that's what I book. I haven't booked a fucking thing. Oh, I haven't man. gone out for anything that's 40s and 50s. So now that it's blonde again, like like 
highlighted mm-hmm. i know i know i'm gonna get that call oh god i remember those days i remember those days of having to match your headshot yes <laughs> i now have headshots for every hair color and style yes. i have the short with the blonde i have the short brunette i have the long brunette mm-hmm. i have it all so i'm just like i'm ready good for you that was when i was working and not in this on the other side of the industry mm-hmm. you know for a production for a studio I was like, oh, it's so great. I don't have to worry about my hair. I could do anything I want to my hair. Yeah. And act, I will say it was nice. The uh, One of the ladies last night that like stopped by was like, oh, I love that tone that you did, Sherry. It really pops her natural red. And I was like, I'm not naturally red. And she was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it does. I always imagine you as natural red. Yeah. It, yeah. It just looks natural on you. I was, I was a red born into a dirty blonde's body. I cannot see you with anything but red. I really can't. The I love it. Pictures from when we first met, you were more dirty blonde. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who is that? Yeah, right. You were even more dirty blonde when we were doing our ghost busted shows. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I look at those photos in the postcards. We were in wigs for the whole show. But yeah. like, your natural hair, I'm like, it's it's blonde. Yeah, it's blonde. It's crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't imagine you any yeah. other way. This suits you so much. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, well, do you want, oh, yeah. you want to talk about ghosts? I do. Okay. This is scary. Okay. Okay. Mine was so scary. Okay. So this is compliments of um, our new, she might as well be the freaking executive producer of this podcast, Micah, <laughs> because she. Glad she hasn't asked for money. Does she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Uh, yeah, voluntary yeah. executive producer. Um, girl has been sending me so much stuff, whether it's like a funny meme or um, articles. I have so, nice. so much stacked away that I haven't even had the chance to post yet. But yeah. the I just did a recent post um, of this like haunted, like this woman is like trying to get her deposit back from a house that apparently is open. Oh my God, I saw that. <laughs> In Vancouver. And the article itself is so fucking funny. Yeah. I really was like, is this the Canadian version of The Onion? Because yeah. it's called Beaverton.com or something. But <laughs> I searched the website and it seems legit. Yeah. And it's like the quotes, like the way the judge ruled. It's so weird. Is okay. it like common to have portals of hell? In Vancouver? Is this just like a, a normal thing? I mean, I can imagine they just wouldn't want to tell somebody they were wrong, you well, know? Yeah. And like even like one of the um what I want I need to like look at it now. One of the uh quotes was from like a real estate agent in Vancouver that was like, Well, you know, um, uh, real estate that's located on vortexes are very popular with the millennials. Oh yeah, but the problem is these are much older, more expensive homes that the millennials <laughs> just can't afford. Oh, I'm like, God. what is what? Um, this is like a thing. This is a thing. Ben sent me a thing the other day, an article that was about um, a judge ruled was ruling like, do you have to disclose if a house is haunted when you're selling it in Texas? Get out. Yeah, and so they were saying that like you do have to disclose murder. But you don't have to just, it's like county by county or something. You don't have to disclose death by suicide or natural. You don't? You don't um, in this particular area. But he was trying to figure out, do you have to disclose if a house is haunted? Oh my gosh. I know. I want it to be yes. You know how I feel about that. It should always be disclosed. You know, in New Orleans, they brag about it. They do. They're like, here's a haunted house you can buy. Yeah, they want, and that's more of an appeal, right? Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like New Orleans, is anything not haunted? No. It can't be. No. There's no way. Oh, this is the best. Okay, here, I just had to read this quote. Portals to hell are a niche feature. It's true, local realtor Arnold Lee admitted. They're more popular with horror movie-loving millennials, but unfortunately tend to open when the wealthy make packs with demons and are therefore mostly found in expensive homes, which millennials can't afford. So we're seeing a glut of very high-end homes with hell portals on the market. What? What in the shit? What in the fucking shit? This is an actual... Okay. This is like, mm. this is why I thought this was like a, a hoax. Yeah. I'm like, this, it's ridiculous. I cannot believe these are real. Like, oh yeah, it's a niche field. Like what? And then like the judge. Oh my God. I, I, I did it all backwards. But the judge was basically like, yep. Yes. This house is on a portal to hell, but <laughs> that was your responsibility. It's basically the judge was being like, you are, you were responsible for figuring that out on your own. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you should have backed out when you could, but oh well. Wow. But it turns out all the houses in Vancouver are portals to hell. I mean, (laughs) 
Jeez, I now thought I that know. city was too nice to be true. Yeah, now I know. Yeah, guys, um, stay out of old houses in Vancouver if you don't want to go straight to H-E double hockey sticks. Because <laughs> they do love hockey in Vancouver. Um, okay, so back to Micah. Thank you. Yep. Uh, she has been sending so much stuff, including that insane article. And, oh, I do have to turn off the fan because my papers are blowing oh, your everywhere. papers are blowing. Or I can make it stop oscillating. Yeah. Let's see. So she, uh, yeah, that, uh, this one. Yeah. Thanks. Um, uh, reminded me a long time ago, cause I've been teasing this for way too long. It reminded me, um, about, uh, her mom's old apartment building. Her mom lived in this amazing apartment building in Stewart, Florida. So this is kind of like a hometown haunt as mm-hmm. well, because I lived there for a while. Um, but we all know I'm from New Rochelle, New York. Don't forget Hell it. Yeah. Don't forget it. Um, and this apartment building was awesome. And I, I went there because um, when I moved to Hawaii, Tuesday, all animals from the mainland have to be quarantined um, or they can stay on the mainland for four months after getting a very specific shot. And because I didn't plan ahead, because I do everything on a whim, mm-hmm. when I decided to move to Hawaii, I was like, I don't, I'm like leaving in a few weeks and I didn't know about this shot. So. He got the shot. He needed a home for four months while I went to Hawaii. And so he stayed at Micah's mom's apartment. Yeah. And so so this is very close to home because this apartment building turns out is hella haunted. Oh, my God. And Tuesday lived there. So he lived through it. He lived. He I I interviewed him for this. Actually, (laughs) I was like, so I just put the microphone up to him. That's all I hear every morning. Yep. Okay, so this is a little text exchange. We were talking about that apartment building. And with, Mike, with Tuesday? With Tuesday. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, a.k.a. Micah, <laughs> said, yeah, it was beautiful. I love the sunny common areas. I'll find out if she knows more specifics on the ghost story. And I said, OMG, yay, I can share it on the podcast if she consents. <laughs> and then Micah wrote, I mean, Tuesday. By the way, my mom told you that Tuesday used to react to the ghost in her apartment, right? Good Lord. I'm like, uh, no. Um, she said, it's a really old apartment building and a woman either jumped or was pushed from the rooftop and died. Eep. My mom's apartment was the one she had resided in. What? I'll have to find out if she knows around what year the woman died. Tuesday used to chase invisible things and literally climb the walls. Okay, here's the thing, though. Tuesday still chases invisible things and climbs the walls because mm-hmm. he's a fucking crazy ass cat. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I've never seen him like with his eyes follow something and like right. chase something that wasn't there. But he right. does climb the walls and freaks out every mm-hmm. night. Um, so, yeah. So this is this is interesting. All right. Do you want to hear about this building? Duh. It's scary. Okay. Okay. So my resource is the tcpalm.com which is the local newspaper in palm city in stewart florida oh my god so you literally researched micah's mom's apartment and found (laughs) oh yeah oh my god so it's not just like micah's mom thinks her apartment's haunted it's legit haunted it's legit haunted (gasps) micah sent me these articles and there's two of them which is why my research is a little long today you held up four fingers i did you held you went two and that's why i looked at you funny you held up a four two (laughs) (laughs) i was like why is she looking at my fingers i know that they're weird looking they're double jointed what (laughs) i didn't realize i held up four fingers i'm gonna start doing that as a joke from now on anytime i say a number i'm just gonna hold up the wrong number i think i need more wine i think you do Oh my god! Maybe you had this too much wine. This wine is actually kind of good. It's kind of great. It came out of a can. I like it. Last night I had the rosé, and I I'm very picky about my rosé. The only reason I took because I had had it before, and I knew I liked it. Uh huh. Um, it's a good rosé. It's mm. this Trader Joe's simpler wines. Oh, it's from Teen Jays. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised at how much wine comes in each can. Yeah, it's basically it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, I would say it's probably like two and a half glasses. That's nice. Yeah. That is. Perfect for when we do cemetery movie screenings. Oh my god! Oh my That's god. what we need to start bringing. Yes, because it weighs so much less. We got to yeah. do the. Can- Ugh, I straight up brought four cans like in my purse the other night, and it was no big deal. Genius. Yeah, we absolutely should do that for the cemetery screenings. Done. Sinespia, you still have not gotten back to me about Rude. Beetlejuice. Okay, here we go. Um. So yes, these are actual like articles about this these apartment okay. buildings, right? I'm ready. Okay. So it's a Medi- Mediterranean revival style two wing three story apartment building called 
the France Apartments. It was built for Adam France in 1927 on Fraser Creek, among the finest accommodations offered in Stewart. Uh, this is funny because Stewart is like a tiny little coastal mm. town. Very cute and quaint, but I'm like the finest yeah, accommodations. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there's often a waiting list for occupancy. Oh mm. my gosh, Micah, why did your mother ever move? Um, the complex has the complex has a long and interesting history, which even includes a few ghost sightings and haunted haunting stories. Linda was uh, one such tenant, a graduate of Martin County High School. <laughs> Me too. Oh my Linda. god! <laughs> Go <laughs> fighting Martins! Yes, the Martins. <laughs> we were the Tigers. Oh, okay, I was not a school spirit person, so <laughs> I do not give a shit. Uh, she graduated in 1965. Um, uh, who, as a single working girl in the 60s, moved into an apartment on the third floor of the France in 1970. Can you imagine, Tammy, a single woman with a job? Oh, scandalous. Oh, my God. No wonder she had to live by herself in a haunted <laughs> apartment. <laughs> Shortly after getting settled, she found a mysterious set of unidentified keys, which neither she nor her boyfriend recognized. She had a boyfriend? Slut. Slut. Um, free love, ma'am. My uh, building manager, when Ben left the other day, he was vacuuming and looks like took him out to the Uber and then came back in. And he was like, is that your new boyfriend, you Jezebel? <laughs> you Jezebel! <laughs> and I said, he kind of, isn't he cute? And he was like, he's very cute. He like stopped vacuuming <laughs> to be like, he's very cute. <laughs> and he's not new. You're no. going on close to, it's been a it's little been a while. while. Yeah. yeah. But new to everyone in L.A. because we yeah. never get to see him. Yeah. Like, I keep him locked mystery. up in here. <laughs> I, make him, I make him cook. <laughs> I don't let him Your leave the home. Domestic yeah. slave. Yeah, exactly. Sounds pretty hot. It's pretty. It works that for both of us, I think. nice. <laughs> you Jezebel. I am. <laughs> so uh, this Jezebel's boyfriend. Uh-huh. Uh, suggested that the keys be thrown away, which Linda immediately did in the outside dumpster. Mm -hmm. The following day, when he came over for a visit, he noticed the same set of keys were hanging on the hook in the kitchen. Ew! He's like, why didn't you throw these away like I said to? And Linda was like, I did. I did throw them away in the dumpster outside. Oh, my God. Scooping up the keys, the boyfriend, somewhat puzzled, then went outside to toss the keys in the dumpster himself. He's like, Linda, I don't believe you. I'm going to do it. This is the man's job. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, the set of keys would appear back on the hook in the oh, kitchen. Fucking fuck. <laughs> the couple decided those keys were evidently meant to stay right there and so remained on that hook in her kitchen um, during her tenancy there for the next 10 years. You know what? Smart. Yeah. Okay. You want to live here? You live here. Didn't disturb the peace. Also, it's not like they were putting themselves just outside her front door so people could come in. Right. You know, this is true. Feels safe. Yeah, it does feel safe. It's like, don't put keys in a dumpster. Anyone can, can yeah. get those and, yeah. and try each. You should be able to shred keys. <sighs> Shouldn't we? Yeah. Yes, and we should be able to change locks on our own free will when we move into a new apartment. Yeah. Because I don't trust that the landlord does. Mm -mm. Mm, yeah, I don't mm -hmm. think they do. They should. It's law in many states. I mm. feel like in New York it's the law, but our landlord was like, yeah, I changed the locks. They're brand new locks. And then gave us a set of like 10 keys to that one lock. I'm like, mm, yeah, no, <laughs> this yeah. is not. These new locks don't come with 10 fucking keys. Um, okay. So during those years, um, Linda experienced other things as well. This is not Micah's mom, by the way. Okay. Um, this is just a story from the newspaper. One day, Linda, having been out for a while, came back to the apartment to prepare lunch and found all of her shoes had been taken out of the closet and lined up on the bed in pairs. Stop it. This is scary. I'm scared. Um, on another occasion, she was awakened at night by what sounded like water running in the bathroom. Upon investigation, it was discovered that the shower curtain was open and the shower nozzle was turned toward the center of the bathroom and gushing water was flooding the floor. Ah. I'm so spooked. And I love that I've been in these apartments yeah. before. And they are beautiful, but it's very untouched. They, they keep all mm -hmm. of the original stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. There's more detail on that in the next story. Um, and they were so cute. They're all like studios too. And oh, just adorable. So Linda like told her family and friends about some of these strange happenings. And uh, her sister came over to the apartment to like 
be with her. Mm -hmm. And her sister immediately had an unusual sensation and pointed to a specific corner and stated, this is not even explained, it was there. I don't know what it was. Uh, the clown. I it. don't need to know. Oh my know. god. Pennywise. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. Um so a woman who used to live on the third floor told Linda an unusual story about hearing the sound of footsteps walking the halls late one night. She had thought it was probably just someone who couldn't go to sleep, but when the sounds continued for several nights, she decided to open the front door and kindly ask the person to uh, walk somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Much to her astonishment, she discovered that no one was there or even in the hallway. She immediately slammed the door shut, but the eerie sound of the footsteps were heard again right outside the apartment door. So instead of it sounding like it was just like down the hallway. It found her. It found her, Tammy. It found her. The woman made an immediate decision to move out. Um, So she told Linda the story like, yo, you are not crazy. Linda experienced other seemingly supernatural phenomena throughout the years, such as a room suddenly getting very breezy and cold. Super common. Mm -hmm. She had been concerned at first about the presence of a spirit in the apartment, but since she was never really harmed, Linda simply got used to the situation. She moved out of the France apartments in 1980, took those inscrutable keys, and hung them on a hook in the kitchen of the new residence. The very next day... The keys were gone. <gasps> yes. Oh my god! Isn't that great? Oh, I, know. I love it. And it's so it's all true yeah. because like I have a firsthand account yeah. of like of someone who lived in those haunted apartments. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so here is a really really spooky as hell personal story from another person who lived in those apartment buildings, okay. and then I'll get more back to Micah's Correct. mom. Um, this is from a website called Ghost Village, which was pretty awesome. Um, and this was actually written in the, it was written in 2005. That was the year that Tuesday lived there. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. 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 I have a very, this is like legit scary. Bear with me. It's probably going to be. It's gonna be. It's gonna fly by though. Mine's a little. Mine's a little short. Don't worry about it. So scary. I need another sip of wine. I'm pouring more wine. Mm, What are we calling this drink? Uh, apartment wine. Moving on up. Moving on up. That's good. Uh, moving on. Moving. Moving on. Drunk. Moving moving on. Moving. moving Cabernet. (laughs) Something. I love we were texting earlier today. We're like, we'll just come up with a really clever name. Uh-huh. And we're like. It's, it's wine it's in a can. Wine, wine in a it's can. wine in a can. That's clever enough. Oh, what it's called Simpler Wines? Yeah. Simpler W-H-I-N-E-S. Like wines from ghosts. Oh, Moaning. from ghosts. There yeah. you go. Simpler Wines. Ooh. Anyway, let's yep. go on. Okay. So this is a woman's account. She wrote it herself. And it's, it's very well written. So here we go. This was from 2005. I currently live in an apartment complex that was built in the 1920s. It's the same apartment oh, complex. Okay. The first oh, story. the France. Yeah, the France. Okay. Okay. This is the France. Um, it used to be a hotel and a very well-known one in the area. The apartment complex still has many of the original features of the hotel. This includes wooden dumbwaiters that run on either side of the building. The tubs and sinks are original, and there are massive black fire doors located in the basement that have remained intact since the 1920s. Up until recently, the windows remained in their original frame. There are a few items located in the lobby of the building that have um, that were used at the hotel. One is a handheld bell, and another is a record player. It was a phonograph. I spe- I've seen it. The wood floors that remain in the parlors and most of the apartments are the original wood floors. Needless to say, it creaks and cracks. It does. And when you go into the lobby of the apartment building, it's all like open air and like old wood floors, and the phonograph is playing old timey twenties music. Ugh, At least that's what I heard. Oh god! Oh my god! Whatever it was, I'm playing. You it should off. have seen her face when she made that realization. This phonograph hasn't played music in eighty years. <laughs> <gasps> ah! Micah, do you remember that? Tell me I wasn't crazy. She can't. She can't answer you. Oh hello, hello. No, it's not a phone. Calling Micah. It's a microphone. Co- hello. Okay. She's not there. She's not there. She's busy. She's busy. We'll text her. <laughs> Um, I like to imagine if she's listening to this, she's in her car going, I'm here. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> like my sister Danielle says, she talks to us when she listens to the podcast. <laughs> um, okay. So when I first moved into the building in 2004, I had been told a, of a ghost that potentially lived in the building. I was skeptical, of course, but over the first portion of that year, I began to feel things in the building. The building is separated, separated into two wings, east and west, with a parlor joining the two on each floor. 
There are three floors total. The experiences began as a feeling of someone being behind me when I was walking between the second and third floors on the east side. It was so strong on many occasions, I would turn to see if anyone was there. It got to the point where I would avoid the east wing completely. The feelings became overwhelming over a period of a year, but at this point, I had not experienced anything specific in my apartment, only in the hallways. A good friend of mine was living on the east side of the building on the second floor for about a year when she began to notice things would move... um, inside of her apartment she had experienced the hallway creeps but i like that the hallway creeps but until now her apartment had remained quiet then it started she would go to sleep and figurines on her dresser would be out of place or pictures were moved when she awoke in the morning then one day when she returned home from work she found that every towel in the house had been hung over the doors which was a pet peeve of hers oh fuck she moved shortly thereafter. How fucking scary is oh that? My God. Like she lived alone. She had a pet peeve about mm-hmm. I I hate towels being thrown on doors too. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine that reminds me of um is it Sleeping with the Enemy? That Julia Roberts movie from the nineties. It was really creepy and scary. And her ex was O C D, like and he had to have all the towels even. Like I don't remember. And I don't she, think I saw that one. She like gets out of the relationship. It's really bad. And she moves into her own place and she's so happy. And she purposely like throws yeah. the towels wherever she wants to. And she purposely makes them all askew on the towel rack. And she comes home one day and they're all perfectly <gasps> oh, even. No. He's in the house. Oh, I'm him. scared. I hate him. I don't remember who played him. But yeah, I think it was called Sleeping with the Enemy. Sounds about right. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds right. Aren't we all? I don't know. <laughs> You Jezebel. (laughs) (laughs) That's my new favorite word. Okay, so here we go. Another friend of mine lived on the first floor on the west side, and around the same time, she began hearing things in her living room at night. She had also been living in the apartment building for about a year at this point. So one night, she set out three rows of stacked coins of different denominations in her living room and proceeded to go to sleep. I think she was like trying to test... Oh, okay. like, is this my imagination? Am I just hearing things or is shit actually happening? Oh, and you know what? I bet if this is me, I don't know if I think ghost first. I would think somebody was coming into my apartment. That's what I would think. So leaving doubt. out money is smart because then if it's a human, they'll take it. That's true. You know, and then if the or yeah, mm-hmm. or old timey coins, I think ghosts like. Those oh, yeah. Too, yeah. Right? But then, yeah, I feel like a thief. OK, wait. So she left out stuff like mixed up. She left out. Yes. Yeah, so she left okay. out stacks of coins all in different denominations. Okay. So there was like a one dollar stack, a 50 okay, cent gotcha. stack, a nickel stack. Yeah. So she went to bed when she woke in the morning. Each stack had been swirled in a perfect circle on the floor. I know. I know. don't like it. I don't like that. It feels like an alien to I don't me. Like it doesn't that. feel like a ghost. I'm like, there's I was a like hell UFO. vortex. Yeah. Oh, yes. Are you guys in Vancouver? Uh-huh. Watch like the the conclusion to all of these stories is turns out there was a crazy cat being fostered <laughs> in the building during that time. He was <laughs> following people. He's never been identified. <laughs> Rumor has it he's been last spotted in Los Angeles, California. Um okay, so about a month or two previous to the coin occurrence. Uh, she had a friend spend the night in her apartment and during the night the stereo in the living room continued to go on and off all night she was forced to unplug it just to get some rest until the coins she had that the electrical stunts go uh, she still lives in the building so with the re- stereo she was just like oh it must be some weird electrical thing yeah. so the coin thing proved it wasn't it wasn't yeah. um, now comes my experience I never got the name of this person by the way but she's she's great you're great. Okay, so now comes her experience. Okay. This is really scary. Uh, we have all concluded that it takes about a year of residence to experience any serious paranormal activity within individual apartments. Interesting. Okay. For me, my experience occurred a little over a year from my move-in date. At this point, I had given up thinking about um, that anything would occur in my apartment. I was relaxed. I no longer said, I know that you were here first, but please do not enter my apartment. This is my space. What a smarty. That's what you're yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. Um, I had gone to sleep in my bed around 11 p.m. My cat, who had recently stopped sleeping in my room with me, mm. was sleeping in the hallway. This was odd because he had slept next to me in my bed since he was a kitten. Mm. I had started to take offense. <laughs> um, but yeah, if cats change behavior like that, that freaks me out a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
I was asleep. I realized that I was having an extremely vivid dream. I knew it was about my apartment building, but I realized that it was set in a different time. Then I realized I was shadowing the life of a woman living in the building many years ago. <laughs> I recognized it as the third floor on the west side, which is where I live. However, it was located toward the back of the west wing facing the water. I faced the street, so I was aware that it was not my apartment. The woman appeared to be in her early to mid-twenties. She had blonde hair and was wearing a gray-blue satin dress with three white ribbons in the front. At this point, she was walking to the window, and I could tell that she felt someone was coming to get her. They, quote-unquote, felt that she was crazy. She knew she wasn't and that something in the building was making her that way. I then realized that she was staring straight at me and then was flung or jumped out of the window. At this point, I woke up. I was totally freaked out because even if it was just a dream, I was aware that there was a ghost in the building and it could have been her. At this point, I got up to use the restroom and then I laid down to try to sleep again. It had been about five minutes and I felt something in the room. <laughs> I opened my eyes and could see something coming from the floor in the corner of my room. <laughs> At the time, I thought it was smoke coming from the apartment below. And then I realized that it was more like light. I am sure that you have seen what smoke looks like coming from the end of a cigarette. It usually has a specific pattern. This is exactly what I saw, but knew it was light, not smoke. It then formed into a young girl and then into a face. It was the face of the young woman that I had seen in my dream. At this point, I realize that I am unable to move. I am under the covers and all I can see is my arm laying outside of the covers. And then I could see the end of my bed. Then I felt something else enter the room. No. Yes, Tammy. This is really fucking scaring me. I'm like shaky. The young woman was staring at me from the corner. I could feel this over, overwhelming sadness in her, um, uh, from her and toward me. And then the other thing took over. All of a sudden, I felt my bed start to move in waves under my body, sort of as if I had been sleeping on a waterbed and someone had jumped on the end of it, creating a ripple effect. Now, I have heard a lot with sleep paralysis and with ghosts coming into the bed that that's what it feels like is mm -hmm. waves, which yeah. is really interesting. Um, I lost control of my body. I could not move. I could not breathe. I could not speak. I realized that there were two entities in the room and one was trying to control me. The woman was in the corner still looking at me, but he, quote unquote, was in bed with me. All I could do was try to regain control of my body. So I stared at my arm. I thought if I could just move it, I could get up. Then my legs were lifted from the bed <gasps> and were standing straight in the air. I couldn't move. I couldn't run. All I did was focus on my arm and then I moved it and my legs fell and I could breathe and I could move. I jumped out of bed and ran into my living room. I then sat on the porch for what felt like an hour and tried to calm down. I got dressed and left the apartment. I returned a few days later and I still reside in the building. You cray. I Where not... was the cat during all of this? Yeah, she just leaves for a yeah. few days. Yeah. Cat's like, bitch, I don't want to be here yeah. with these ghosts. <laughs> right? That's why I wasn't sleeping with you anymore. Uh -huh. I knew he was coming to your bed. Yeah. <laughs> I have not had an experience on that level before or since. I did come to find that everyone on the third floor wakes up at almost the same time from a deep sleep at least a few days a week. I wake at 542. My neighbor down the hall wakes at 6 a.m. Wow. And the one across the hall from her wakes at 555 a.m. Oh, my God. It's a pattern. This is so scary. She says, this is not the time that we set our alarms. This does not occur on a specific day when a noise would make us rise. But when it happens, I get out of bed and try to fall asleep again on the couch. I can't go back to bed in the bedroom at that point. What I do know, or have come to believe, as crazy as this sounds, I believe the first ghost to visit me that night in my dream and in the corner of my room came to warn me. I believe that whatever entered my room after her and proceeded to move me in my bed is what caused her to take her life many years prior. The amount of sadness that came from that figure was overwhelming. I honestly think she was a protector over me that night. And for all I know, remains there to protect others. I still live in the building. And every once in a while, I think I see a shadow in the hallway of my apartment. I have heard that others have seen a shadow in their apartments in the exact space. Maybe she is still walking around just checking up to make sure we are all safe. Might I remind you? Mm -hmm. Micah's mother lived in the apartment that the woman, the dead woman lived in. That is fucking crazy. Is that a thing? That's crazy. So. Is it all on the third floor too? Yeah. Because like every single one of these stories was on the third, third floor. floor. Yes. So Micah, 
<clears throat> I wish you, we could have her like call in or something, but um, I would love to like follow up with her mom maybe. Yeah. Um, so yes. Yeah, so Micah was telling me before I started like reading all these articles and stuff that she sent. Thank you. That um, she was like, yeah, there's a thing where the, uh, the woman who lived in my mom's apartment, like way like in the twenties or so um, either was pushed or jumped to her death. And it was like never concluded like that someone was either after her and she jumped to escape him mm-hmm. or she was murdered. But um, she she was living in, in her mom's apartment building or unit itself. So the woman's dream where she was like, I knew I was in that woman's apartment yeah. was basically Micah's in Micah's mom's apartment. mom's apartment. And yes. it was when Tuesday lived there. Yes. God, that's crazy. It's fucking so spooky. I don't like it. I was so scared. I was really freaking scared reading that. And uh, it sounds like she was, uh, this is my conclusion of the ghost woman. I think that she was, uh, it reminds me of the, the recently the young woman at the Cecil hotel. <gasps> Yes. yes. Whatever her name was. Who uh, was Lamb. Eliza. Eliza Lamb. Yeah, right. So fucking scary. But you know, like she was found in the water tank. Mm-hmm. And I think that she was being tormented or tortured by something living or dead. Yeah. And it drove her to her death or killed her. And I feel like it's the same type of mystery where it's like, we don't know how she died, but something Something drove her to it, you know, like whether they killed her with her, they pushed her or she was just so tortured and tormented that she was just like, I'm this is my only way out. I don't like it. I don't like it either. God, that's scary. I know. Well done. Right. It's like way scarier having like a personal connection to it. It totally is. And knowing and I felt spooked out just being in the lobby, the parlors, because it hadn't changed. Yeah. They were still playing the, the music mm-hmm. and the original stuff from the twenties. And I thought it was really neat and cool, but I, it just felt eerie, you mm-hmm. know, but I didn't have any experience there because I only stayed for an hour or two and got Tuesday settled. And wow. now he's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. His, her mom once told me that she's like, yeah, he was being a little shit. I found him all wrapped up and entangled in my curtains when I got home from work one day. Like he was just like, like doing like uh, silks, you know, like the aerial. <laughs> I couldn't get out of it. Whoops. Or was it the bad ghost? That- he was trying to hide. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to hide. Poor buddy. Um, that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. Um, this is what happens when you have friends who help you out, guys. This is amazing. You become our favorite. Well, I had to do all my own research, but, uh, (laughs) but, uh, uh, I did not realize we basically had two themes this week. We had apartments, but guess what? What? We also have cats as a theme. (gasps) So this is kind of a shorty, but I, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, so this is in, uh, where did I get this from? It's like the Chesapeake something, something. Um, wait, shit. I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. Okay, great. Uh, here's the title of this article. An old lady and her beloved cat are remembered in this house on high street in Cambridge. Oh, Cambridge, uh, England. No. Oh, Oh, Massachusetts. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, the house known as the Bailey Orum House, which Bailey is spelled so weird. It's B-A-Y-L-Y. So every time I see it, I want to say like Bilali or something. Yeah. <laughs> Bellagio. Yeah. Bailey. Um, weird. Okay. Uh, it was built in 1888 and was occupied by a very old or uh, uh, by a nice lady who grew old in the house. Okay, great. Uh, And like many older people, she became set in her ways. She lived alone with her beloved cat, who was her constant companion. Sounds like an ideal lifestyle to me. I love it. Uh, When people visited, including her own family, she denied anyone access to the front parlor and absolutely refused to use it herself. She kept it meticulously cleaned and dusted it compulsively. So... I don't really know why this front parlor was so precious to her, but mm. you know, we all have those family members that are like, there's the rooms you live in and then there's the rooms you look at. Yeah. We've all had exactly. It, right? She wants to make a great first impression when people enter. And exactly. then after that, it's just shit. Yeah. Everywhere. I had, there was a friend of mine in high school and his mom owned like a set piece from gone with the wind. <gasps> and there was an entire room for, it was a lamp. Oh, there was an entire room for it. And no one was allowed to go inside that room. I love it. Like, I, I would do that. I, 
don't, I can't, I don't know if this was an actual memory or if I've just built it up in my head, but I feel like there was like a velvet rope. Oh in my front of that God. Room. That's amazing. Okay. Um, okay. According to a neighbor, the old lady fell down some stairs one day and couldn't reach out to anyone. It was her devoted cat who made its way outside to notify people of the oh. lady's fall. Sadly, help arrived too late, and the lady died from her injuries at the foot of the steps of her house. Oh, no. Kitty must have felt so guilty. I know. I know. I know. Oh, blue baby. And where do you think her family laid out her body for visiting friends and relatives? In the parlor. Right. <gasps> the front parlor. They figured it would be appropriate since it was the best room in the house and would no longer offend the lady to use it because her spirit had already passed into the next world. That's what they think. That's... What they think. <laughs> After the visitations, the family went home, leaving the deceased woman's body in her front parlor, which Ew. I like to imagine there was a plan. <laughs> like, it wasn't just like, well, mom, this was hard. Goodbye. Real estate agent in the 1880s comes in next with like a family yeah. to show. And well, okay, just okay, ignore the body. This is... <laughs> You know, it's a fixer-upper. Um, <laughs> we do have to legally disclose if somebody died. <laughs> uh-huh, and this is uh-huh, the proof. Uh-huh. This is your living dead proof. Um, when they arrived the next morning to transport the body for the funeral, they found the door to the parlor locked. Uh-oh, kitty kind, says, stay out. Uh-huh. The kind of lock that you need a skeleton key for, oh, God. also known as a master key. Yeah. It's just a fun thing it's to such a fun a skeleton it's a, it's key. spooky. Yeah. The key was nowhere to be found. In fact, relatives didn't even remember there being a key. Okay. There was no choice except to break down the parlor door. When they entered the room. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Am I going to laugh or get scared? Both. Ah! The key was lying next to the casket and the old lady's cat was right beside it purring. Oh, shit. I know. Oh, my God. I know. The cat locked the door. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. This cat is amazing. Okay, this is why this is now relevant to our, our topic. Okay. Today, the Bailey Orham House, or Balali Orham House, however you <laughs> want to say it, has been subdivided into apartments. Oh, God. A guest on one of the walking tours admitted that she was a tenant in the house and that her room was the front parlor. Whoa. Yes, she said. There is absolutely a ghostly presence in the room. The guest said books would be knocked off her shelf while she was sitting around the room. Lights would flicker on and off, and she could always constantly hear the faint sound of purring. No way. Yes, fucking way. Oh and that's the God. shorty but goody. No. Bailey Orum House. I fucking love that. That's so cool. Yeah. I also, that must have been a huge parlor. Yeah. To become a bedroom later. I mean. Rich people back then, I'll tell you. I'm telling you. They had Dying. extra rooms. Uh, I was going to vaguely talk about because I don't think we've ever really talked about it in my old apartment in Baldwin Hills. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I don't think had a real ghost, but we did have. The ghost wind. The ghost wind. Oh, my gosh. Which we've got to tell these people about it. Amy experienced. It's crazy. So I guess you could use science and say things like the heat turns and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So this, these apartment complexes are at the bottom, the base of the Baldwin Hills. Okay. And so they were built in the 40s. And um, almost every day at like three, between 314 and 317, I would always have the windows open, you know, facing the hills because it was hot as motherfuck in there. Um, and uh, a just like a huge gust of wind would come. We had these like wooden um, blinds. And so it was like a huge big, all of a sudden it would just be like, boosh, you know, and just like. It was crazy. Yeah. It was. And they would, they would last. This, it was the same time every mm-hmm. day. And then the sa- it lasted the same amount of time yep. every day. Yep. Didn't matter the time of year. So you can't say it's like the Santa Ana. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. So so I knew about that. And then later I heard on NPR. So back in the 60s, late 50s, 60s, uh, there was a dam at the top of the Baldwin Hills that busted and a huge rush of water came rushing down, and my building was one of the buildings that was, like, mostly, like, completely washed out, destroyed during that. And, like, the whole area was flooded, like, you know, five feet deep of, of mud, and, like, you know, lots of people died and everything. And mine lit- was literally facing right where the water would have come rushing down. So I 
speculate. Mm-hmm. That's why we started calling it the ghost wind because yes. it feels like just like water like hitting you know yes. like a tsunami it just like hitting the side it's exactly what it feels like yeah. and once you told me that story oh and we saw photos of it remember mm-hmm. it, yeah and you could we could pick out my building yes. and it was really cool it's so cool it's crazy and without a doubt mm-hmm. without a doubt that's just like the the it just like history repeating itself daily yeah. of just yeah. that like gust of like wind that mm-hmm. was caused by the dam breaking i yeah. feel it's so spooky really spooky which was awesome though because it was just like that spiritual sense of yeah. just like okay some this is j- definitely like not mother nature yeah this is like spirit for sure but i never and i never felt haunted no yeah i never felt like a ghostly presence in that place not a but, die. Yeah. no Mm-mm. Which anyways is, I that that was a cool that was a cool building. It was a cool place. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. But this is cool too. I'm glad I don't live there anymore. I'm glad you don't die there. That would be a very long commute for me. Yeah, I really would. Uh, <laughs> we spent a lot that of was. time there. We did. Yeah, rehearsing, filming. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, lots oh, of stuff. Oh yeah. Um. Well, guys, if you live in a haunted apartment, uh-huh. house, condo, trailer, duplex, um, mansion, a uh, hut, Lincoln Log, small house. house um cabin uh, farm shack uh Shed. mud hut iceberg glue uh, igloo, igloo. <laughs> mm-hmm. doghouse mm-hmm. please let us know by emailing us at upghostandpersonal at gmail.com and follow us on instagram at banshees and booze and twitter at banshees <laughs> and booze and rate please, review subscribe yep, that, that all of that all of those mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. really it bumps us up in the ratings and helps new people find us so we can hear more scary stories yes mm-hmm. yes um and that's honestly my favorite part is when people send us stuff so i love it yeah I, I love it so much and uh we have i have like a backlog of really fun memes that people have shared yeah. for us to post so yeah just get, send stuff we love it yep. it's fun it's a good it's family not because we're lazy and don't want to do our job but. no <laughs> what? what it's just like really easy when we get to read your shit yeah i like it um cool and tammy yes if you see a ghost straighten your goddamn curtains damn it oh. i meant towels i meant towels <laughs> i was thinking about tuesday do it again okay tammy if you see a ghost straighten your goddamn towels oh boom yes <laughs> take two take two always ready to go back to I one want 10 takes because i don't have one yet. Oh, oh no right, um, I'll figure it out. i think you do oh, sure. uh hey amy uh yes tammy if you see a ghost uh, 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 clean out your parlor and get that pussy purring. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you had it. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you. Bye. <laughs>